And this is Wrestling. And welcome back. Thank you to all our listeners, by the way, who we have more of every week, it seems like. Some weeks are good, some weeks aren't, but this last week was a new record for us, and that is so exciting. I hope you guys are getting something from what I talk about, and I hope that you are getting something from the amazing in-ring art, Justin, who is my co-host. Yeah. Hey. What's up? Let's do it at the top of the show. Let's say what our social media is so they can find us. So on Instagram, we are at Wrestling and Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Wrestling and Pod. So go into the... And I'm at InRingArt on Instagram and Twitter. And I am John Ensman at John Ensman. Say it. It's pretty simple to spell and all that. Um, so yeah, just go into the search engine, type in wrestling and pod, either Instagram or, you know, Twitter and, uh, yeah, there you go. You'll find us and then you can get breaking up to date news. And I don't post anything controversial or hot takes on our, our pages, by the way, you do, do you? No, not just really. on my personal I, I, page. I love watching other people. I don't even do it on my personal I know page. You I'm don't. not really. A, you, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you I should, but cool I don't shit. know. Yeah, I just post my you're drawings. Just, you're and a content creator. Like me, I just post opinions that probably are not very good. So, By the way, I got a new uh, sale from the Etsy store Ooh. today. Uh, someone bought my Adam Page drawing. Adam Page, so baby. How, how long ago did you make that one? Is that an older one, like NXT? or is that a- Yeah, no, like six, eight weeks ago. Oh, okay. Maybe more. So it was AEW I made it before inspired. Vegas. It was A and W Spired, yeah. He has a drink in his hand and um he's uh oh. Someone just actually texted me because they bought the Kenny Omega drawing, my friend. There you go. And he texted me of a picture of it in the frame. Love that. Um, so cool. You know, all these people have like signs in their house that say live, laugh, love, you know. Fuck yeah. that, bro. Throw a Chris Jericho on your wall in between the hallway. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. especially a cute one and stuff like that. I think you should start drawing little chibi baby versions of your characters. Do you think people would love that? Like a big head El Desperado with like a little body? I kind of do that stuff on accident anyway because I had no idea that's, for proportions. Yeah, that is true. So that is a natural result of, of your skills. <laughs> it's like it's like a caricature of a caricature. <laughs> hey, uh, when is the last time that you drew Seth Rollins? um it's been a while uh, probably a month or two two three months probably i do one every day but it was with he was wearing the um you know one of those like drip suits or whatever do you have a drawing of seth rollins with the blonde streak shock of hair yes yeah okay i might have to get one of those from you with the with the u.s title and the and um, the the championship and the world right? title yeah that fucking john I that stewart I have that bro one. john stewart's dick yeah. for that <laughs> yeah i i do that was that's my favorite was, was he wearing white at the time because in summer no and then SummerSlam, it, he wore all white it was the SummerSlam he wore all white and i think when he, it was like night of champions when he when he i think he lost it back to cena mm. that night and then he beat sting and you know almost well, we, we've talked about it many times on the podcast, ball. but that is both of our favorite versions of Seth Rollins, and uh, yes, it's hard to imagine we can't go back to that, but uh, maybe we can't, so 
This one's pretty good, though. I like the one they do now. It's with, better like than the Messiah, like his... right? This is closer to the... I thought that was okay, too. I think I, that one was okay, too. Um, just nothing will beat the chicken shit heel uh, Seth Rollins with J&J Security. Yes, and it was helping that he was feuding with, like, a lot of big people, and he stole the he, money in the bank cash-in, obviously, was Best cash-in ever. And uh, yeah. uh, great feuds with... Uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley too. So yeah, um, yeah. Did you watch him? Did you watch him this weekend? Because if the first thing I want to talk about is Crown Jewel, did you watch the show at all? You know what? I watched it today when I was I had a lot of laundry to catch awesome. up on, and I was watching at the laundromat. And um, you know they you know they came out of the open, and that was I. God, I can't think of very many Hell in the Cell matches, if any, that were better than that one they just had. I liked Sasha Banks and Becky great. Lynch hell in a cell from a couple years ago. That was good. Yeah, um, that was actually good, too. Th- but that was a damn good hell in the cell. And, geez, I know we said it before, but Edge, dude, that guy is He really went. Incredible. You know, we did that comparison before where we were like, Edge or Christian, who's done more? And I thought about yeah. it, and you were right. You were like, yeah, Edge has done way more. He won the Royal Rumble. And then we were kind of like, yeah, but Christian had this big push, and that's awesome. But... Edge is way back in first place with uh, this match compared to Christian. Like, he's definitely wrestling like a main event wrestler, which he is, right? But at his age, the yeah. energy, I mean, this match was so fast-paced. I feel like it was action for the entire 27 minutes, dude. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they had some uh, some great spots. How about the, the um, Seth Rollins bouncing off of the cage into a table? Oh, was that amazing That was. What? outstanding that was great you know because sometimes you're thinking like what are they going to do with this cell next we've seen everything mm-hmm. and that was it, the it next step bouncing forced. off it and into the table like it didn't look like no. he jumped into the like it actually looked yeah like got- you know what that's that's a good point because i remember watching the replay and i'm like oh we're gonna see you know how you see sometimes the uh, when a guy's taking a suplex and he jumps up to go into it and, and it's really hard to hide that stuff but it looked like he legit pushed him and he flew into the uh, well, I, I mean, the cage and bounced off. When I when we let's move go back to Rollins versus Ambrose and they had a huge cage match at one point and it was good. But I, I they did the spot where they both climb up to the top and they're on the cage and then they both jump off at the same time. And that's more like right. it can see the guys actually jumping easily and throwing, you know. And it just didn't wasn't like that in this spot. It was just like wow, like physically, it was totally realistic, and uh, yeah, it was really cool, man. So good match between these guys. How about um, Mansoor? Uh, I I didn't really pay full attention to that. I rec I rec match. I, re- I, re- I recommend the match. Um, what'd you think about the crowd at this show, by the way? I I really think that it was actually a really good crowd. <laughs> They were they were very um, hardcore. They were loud. Their chants were fast. They were louder than almost any fucking WWE crowd in America thus far. Because I watched some of the other Saudi Arabia shows, and I remember they had a lot of kind of, I don't know, you know, just kind of more of the, uh, you know, people in the traditional uh, attire, yeah, kind of just sitting there, sitting on their hands. Mm. Um, which were there were a few I, imagine, of, I saw them in the audience. I imagine that there's probably maybe less of them that went to this show, or they put them in like I don't know luxury suites or something. Which to, that's funny you say that because there is a shot 
where you see the suites in the background, and it was filled with guys in, in the, um, I don't know what to call it, traditional. To me, it's like wearing a suit. It's it's so it's like a yeah, business just, kind of. Just the cultural yeah. dress up, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But um, Formal clothing. I think, yeah, I think that must have been a more, uh, you know, WWE just wanting to make it more like a regular show. And uh, they just decided to get... Dude, I don't think WWE you know, has much control over who comes to those shows, to be honest, bro. But I think, well, I think, honestly, government. if that that was a move that made it a better show. Yeah. Uh, you had more interactive fans. And, yeah, it seemed like a pretty hot crowd. Um, if you didn't... Uh, if I didn't, wasn't really paying that much attention to the crowd, I probably wouldn't um, think of it as being in, you know, Saudi Arabia. Well, it- Look, I'm just going to break the silence here. I'm going to say it, man. It's shitty that WWE goes to this country. It's actually terrible. And the politics um, are horrendous. I mean, you see jets flying in the sky. And, you know, these are the same vehicles that are being used to fight a war somewhere else. And uh, kind of questionable circumstances. I think you and I would agree on that, right, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I I want to try to... You know, just to evaluate the product, but yeah. But what, what we're what, what <laughs> I, I want to say besides, that. or just going to a place that makes women cover, cover up, and mm-hmm. I mean that's just like that. Uh, I, it's it's it's, ter- it's like in fact, Zelina Vega couldn't even re- do her ring entrance. Did you notice that she just stood in the middle of the ring, like going like it's me, it's me? You know, she wasn't able to do. Doesn't she do the splits on the ring apron? Probably, but I mean, you know, here's the thing. It's just there are other parts of the world that don't have the same values and cultures in us, and and, and well, uh, you know, I, I, look, that's the but but the thing is, is that what they have there is there's some serious human rights yeah, exactly. uh, things that take place there, and people aren't treated equally, and it took us we you know other parts of the world are kind of I don't know. It's just one of those things where. Um, yeah, they probably shouldn't be there. And yes, they took a big wad of cash to look the other way at things. But and, it happened, and the show happened. Okay, it, it and, happened, and it's and it's happening again, and it's happening and it'll again. It'll probably happen um, as long as they'll let there it was a, there was a hostage situation that took place allegedly quote unquote. on the last one, quote unquote hostage situation that happened where people were stuck on the tarmac. Um, there are people in WWE who refused to go. Um, you know, some that are afraid of what ha- might happen to them if they go, Sami Zayn. Hey, listen, you know, I know we're getting a little deeper into this than maybe we want to, but I would be nervous as hell when those planes flew over. <laughs> oh, God. If dude. I was one of the talent. Well, the, the main point, Justin, I want to make is that we, we know we, we're not blind to these things, okay? No. Um, no. We're just evaluating the show based on... You know, the entertainment factor. And you know what? Right. Those crowds, there's a lot of people in that crowd, dude, who are just people like you and me that like wrestling. And Sure. Uh, and you know what? That's what I try and think about. There's some little kids in that crowd that maybe they'll be inspired to, um, you know. Pick either go, they go see into what's wrestling. Out there. They or, see what's out in the world. Or you know? just, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, wrestling's helped us in bad times, you know. So if, right. or just get exposed to something that's outside their usual culture and world and yeah. uh you know whatever. And I will say uh 
first I thought there were no women at the show, but you look at the shots, there are some women at the show. I, I see, I saw, and some little girls, but uh, not a whole lot. It's just like, just like a WWE <laughs> show here. It, it's de- no difference it's there. It's definitely a, 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 it's definitely a little. I think it's like bit. going to a GCW show. <laughs> no, there you go. It, well, it's like a Stardom show, except there are more girls in Saudi Arabia than the Stardom shows, besides the wrestlers. So, uh, Mansoor is really good in Saudi Arabia. He always is, dude. He's their baby face. He's the big guy. And at the end of the match, they had the coolest angle. Did you, Okay, th- this dude came out all masked up, right? Yeah, Did you see that? I saw that. And the, the guy the actually had some karate. charisma. He looked cool, bro. Yeah. And yeah. they got a huge yeah, pop Yeah, the silver that. medalist in the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. No, that's some actually some very, um, I don't know if it was something that, the Saudis came to them with, or it was something where like, hey, we want to get one of your bit. We want to get a huge pop for somebody. That's like a martial um, artist, that's a celebrity, or you know? Yeah. Or do you? What do you guys have? And they're like, oh well, there's this guy that won the silver medal, or someone did some good research yeah. and said you got to get this guy out there. And it was a surprise to the people there. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. Um, but it, it worked. It was cool. Yeah. They knew who he was, and that's what mattered. Of course, bro. yeah. They knew who he yeah. was, and that made me go. That made us go. Whoa, okay, this guy's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, kicks Mustafa Ali right in the head, and that was uh, pretty cool. That dude has much more charisma than Gable Stevenson. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> RK Bro, I didn't watch this match. Did you? I, I watched a little bit of it. Um, I know you were talking up almost something pretty. How last was week. he in this match? So, I, I, I he was okay. Did I he mean, do his high kick? Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just don't buy into the whole Matt Riddle, Randy Orton thing. So you're, you're, you're less on the Matt Riddle, Randy Orton team than you are on AJ and almost now. I think so because <laughs> I, I still see the that. value in tall guy, small guy, yeah. as especially being a when contrast the small guy's having amazing. a bodyguard. Um. I feel like AJ with the tall guy should be more at the top of the card. Yeah. And Matt Riddle, I just don't like this goofy Matt Riddle. I want him to be like a serious fighter because he's probably like legit. Like if there's one person you don't want to fight with on that roster, Matt Riddle is probably at the top of but, that list, has, right? As even like, on legitimate the indies, badass even people. on the indies, he was like kind of a goofy type. Of, am I wrong on that? Didn't he kind of flip um, his flip-flops off, or did that start in, in NXT? No, he did the flip-flop thing, I think, the the sand, the you know slides or whatever, but I don't think he was, like, roaming around on a fucking scooter. <laughs> I, I and don't, acting like a I dope don't think all the he time. was like, doing that. Um, Zelina Vega yeah. and Dewdrop, it was a match, and uh, Zelina Vega, they yeah. both came out in T-shirts and couldn't show any wrist. Well, Careful. You might want, not want yeah. to show wrist. It was it was a pretty good. I thought all the women's matches were pretty good. If you could just get past kind of, I don't know if I would. Call, it's kind of funny that in in our culture we're calling it a distraction that they're completely covered up. Um, but I it, it just looked weird, like they were in their pajamas or I I don't know. It did look Obviously, like it was. It's like they look like Naito on a eight man tag match wearing their t shirt and shit like that. Right, right, and, <laughs> exactly. So. Um, but all of them worked hard, and it was at it, no. I was thought it was a really actually thought it was a really good show. To be honest, overall. And beside, be, before I criticize the women thing, this is a news story that no one picked up. I've never heard anyone talk about this, but this is the most women's match they've had on a Saudi show, 
And it went from having no women's matches before to a women's match to multiple women's matches now. So that's progress, man. I, I hope in the future. Did they get in trouble for running some type of like hype video with Sasha Banks in it? And she was. I, I remember her... hearing that, hearing something like that. What, yeah. Now, they had the they had the the promo packages playing. Were those playing in Saudi Arabia? I think they were because I heard crowd reaction. But I, I'm hoping and I believe that there might be progress being made as far on that front. And again, this is something I've never heard anyone talked about. But I think it's a positive for WWE, you know, so or the government or whatever. But I'm I think it's, it's probably positive WWE. for their pocketbooks. <laughs> it's positive for the bank. Bro, you kidding me? Once they once they let yeah. the women's actually wear their normal clothes, these shows are going to be at the biggest stadium in the whole country. Um, right, if they're not already. Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, what'd you think? Okay, I see. Is, I I I'm just it's never tough. been a Goldberg fan, and I don't think. I mean, but you see the guy walk out there still. Um, the guy was never much of a wrestler at all. You know that, but I mean, the guy still looks the part out there, man. Unbelievable shape the guy's in. I'm all, all you know. Credit where credit is due. Um, he's probably a better wrestler than he ever was, too. Um, right Matt now. Riddle taught him some um, stuff. Maybe. Um, Bobby Lashley, another guy that's not known for his, you know, technical abilities. Um, but dude looks great and doesn't, you know, I think does enough to, uh, you know, provide, you know, in-ring, uh, you know, sufficiency, yeah, if you yeah. will. I, I agree with um, you, man. I think both these guys do have a similar role t in that. I think Lashley is much better than Goldberg. I, I, that's yeah, of course. But yeah. um, it's kind of the bull versus bull. You know, we want to see him, and right. it was no holds barred. So, you know, do whatever you want. It was eleven minutes. Um, nothing. Spear through the table. Great spot off the ramp. That's an unbelievable feat for a guy in his what mid fifties. Oh, gosh, to pull off. Um, Lashley is no spring chicken either. You know, yeah, Bobby Lashley's in his early 40s, so it's not like you're having the old guy come in and, and you know, step on, you know, like you did with Kevin Owens for no reason. Um, it, it, and you know what? The, so a, it doesn't really hurt anybody. It is a huge match, too, in the sense that it's Goldberg. And, you know, I, I thought it would have had a great place on the show. This match would have been a main event on a normal, like, you know. Raw or something. I don't know about a, a paper. I think they might have. It wouldn't have been over Roman Reigns, but it would have. It would. It would have to been for a title, though. True. If it was, if it was with a world title with Bobby Lashley, is a you know, fairly recent world title holder, as we know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, King of the Ring tournament finals. This was a good King of the Ring this year, um, and Xavier Woods finally his dreams came true. Of winning the King of the Ring. Now, I want to tell you something real quick, man. My my opinion on Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods has theater kid energy, if you know what that means. Yeah. And I do. I, I know exactly what you're that, talking about. That, yeah. you know, he's one of those guys where I feel like he does get annoying sometime. But, uh, you know, good for him with this. And they had a good match, dude. Finn Balor's awesome. Like, it was quick. But I, I really liked it. Yeah. I was found myself in the middle of saying, "What the hell is Xavier Woods' finisher?" You didn't know. I feel like uh -uh. it's changed over time, but it's that spring, what, what is it springboard now? elbow drop. He, he it's a it's a, oh it's a springboard he, he, from the top rope into an elbow drop. 
Right. So uh, he's got the. Okay. Uh, you know what? It, you know what I I do kind of like about Xavier Woods is, you know, it is you know kind of make New Day cool because you have the small guy, the big guy, and the in between. Although Xavier Woods is pretty big, but uh, you know nothing crazy. I I I'm trying to think. I forgot if he did like a splash or a dive. Yeah. I don't remember. So. No, it was a good match. I mean, I, I love Xavier Woods. I love New Day. New Day is honestly probably one of the best factions ever. And maybe in, in the last five or six years, WWE's best faction I, or whatever. Tag team or faction. Yeah, I, I think they've been yeah. an incredible success. Absolutely, man. And they yeah. are good wrestlers too, which helps. They're not just, you know. They're great, yeah. yeah. So... Um, they can do it all. I would. I. I don't know where Finn Balor is at this point. Oh, That's God. one of the guys I want to see where his contract status is. I want um, to see him go back to New Japan, but that'll never happen. Never say never in wrestling, folks. Hey, man. As we'll talk about, right? Um, over there. Um, but uh, I don't know. I felt he deserves a little bit better for you know what he's been through, and I kind of wonder why they even brought him. Well, I guess and now it makes sense, but why they ever brought him back up from NXT? Well, he did get to the finals of the tournament, so um, yeah, nine-minute match. But uh, uh, speaking of the New Day, this leads me to my match of the night. Match of the night. Was this your match of the night, or was it the other one? No, it was the Hell in the Cell. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. With I'm Edge, surprised and, Edge and Seth Rollins? You really felt that match, Oh, yeah. Huh? I thought it was great. I mean, I'm not saying it is, but I could see it going in that top five or ten for match of the year. Yeah. Wow. I really liked it. Nice. I thought Big E versus Drew was just fucking great. They did. That was a really good match, too. They were yeah, doing definitely. the New Japan spots, you know, hit the ropes. And he actually said it. Hit the ropes. Like, hit the ropes, fool. Uh-huh. Love I loved that. It. Tests yeah. of strength. I don't think they actually did the test of strength move, but... They were testing each other's strength, you know, and gosh, man, it was just, I felt like it was just nonstop action. He hits the, they kicked out of the big end. He kicks out of the Claymore. Um, Man, I love this match, dude. Big E is great, man. So I really, Like I said, I hope they give him a big, a good run. Yeah, because, dude, he is actually like a legit heavyweight champion that's awesome and freaking just has great matches, spears people through the... That's, like, one of the best moves in WWE of all wrestlers. Tons, tons of charisma. Oh, yeah. Great smile. And, you know, he could can be, be serious he can be serious, if and he can be funny. Yeah. Either one. He's And yeah. it made me actually think of this, dude. It's like... I was thinking about the, how they've pushed Roman Reigns over the years, and I, I was thinking about some other stars, and I feel like the top, top stars always have to have a little bit of humor to them. It's so common in WWE. Yeah. Stone Cold, all the top guys, dude. Stone Cold, The Rock, John Cena, they were funny, bro, when they needed to be, and it added yeah. to their and entertainment. Another guy that... The range that Big E reminds me of is someone like Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is, like, funnier than, like, a lot of those other dudes, too. He's one of the funniest. But then also, he could be, like, Super a flat-out serious, serious yeah. badass, um, dangerous. And I think Big E has that. Like, I, I see the parallels with that, those two. Yeah, for sure. Um, he, he can yeah. really turn it on. And I love seeing him turn it on because I feel like he hasn't turned on this level of seriousness in a long time, man. And just... He, he looks angry in the ring. I love it, dude. Keep it up. I want to yeah. see a long title run for Big E. 
Um, I would love to see it like a yeah. sell before he loses it to Roman Reigns in a year. But um, okay, the women's match. I missed the women's match for some reason. I didn't think that this was on the show. The triple threat. You watched it. I saw some of it. I was probably, you know. Running in and out of the room doing certain things, and I, I didn't well, see all of it. I didn't pause. Well, we don't have to go room. into the match. We're actually going to do some time travel forward. Um, Becky Lynch won. What did you think about Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Charlotte being escorted out of the arena? Was Did this take place at this show, or did it, it take place, place on Raw? Uh, no, 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 no. Right. No, SmackDown. The next day. Yeah. Boy, by the way, going from Saudi Arabia, where was SmackDown? Oh, fuck. Fuck, dude, I have no clue. That's but some, going to some trip, man. You know, I've heard that some of the guys like it because you're in Saudi Arabia and then immediately on a plane and you can just relax. It's like being in a hotel room, kind of, you know? Right. I'm sure they're pretty plush, those planes it, they travel. The, uh, yeah. Anyway, they make it worth your while if you go over there, I'm sure. The hospitality is probably incredible dude, for them. The money is probably fucking incredible yeah. for them. So, um,. I don't know that I I've heard some I like see you know you, you never want to like read into this kind of dirt shit dirt sheet bullshit sometimes, but like I've heard that you know uh, Charlotte has been kind of a you know separating herself from the rest of the, I don't know about the, dirt the women's sheet roster. bullshit it was like reported yeah. it was like reported bro yeah. like a, this isn't a, a rumor or speculation. I, it, this was There's reported. some kind of uh, rift between Charlotte and the rest of the the women's roster, I believe. Well, okay, but, I could I mean, see that being dirt, dirt sheety saying that. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. was talking about her being actually escorted out, though. I guess. Oh yeah, that was yeah. But I just said overall, there's been that. That's been yeah. you know out there, which is a terrible reputation to have in wrestling because. Honestly, bro, if you're a super talent like Tessa Blanchard, you can't find a job anywhere because. You can't find a job if you're difficult with, yeah. to work with, dude. I'm, I'm sure some it's, people you know can. What? It's, it's way... There's a lot... It's easier if you're a, a male True. or a man to, to be difficult to work with. And there's tons of people that will give Charlotte a job. Than women, and that's obviously not right. Um, you know, unless you're like Alberto Del Rio or whatever, where you're just never going to find your way back. Uh, you know, you're making a good point, uh, dude. Being difficult to work with, you know, there are people that will pay you no matter what. I mean, if you're yeah. ACH or you're Shima or you're, uh, you know, uh, Onita, you know, eh, the, there's people that will pay you still. So Yeah, those people that will put up with you. But um, obviously, uh, I think Charlotte's in that category, though, for sure. <laughs> That's a rough um, situation, but, um, bro. Something's got to figure out. they got to figure probably, it out. I think she's been. She must be going through some stuff, uh, you know. So let's give her the benefit of the doubt with that. There could be some stuff going on with her. I'll say there's a reason um, she's a natural heel, bro, because that's probably how yeah. she is. Well, I hate I, to say I probably, that, but I know I say this a lot, but like I've always just kind of thought as as much as as great as I think Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky, Becky Lynch are, um, Bianca Belair, all outs. They're all great. But I always feel like Charlotte is head and shoulders above everyone mm. and just stands out so much more. Hmm. I in don't the, know, in man. The presentation in the especially with what Becky's the, done, and I honestly think Bailey's going to come back as a huge baby face. And I don't know, but 
Yeah, she might come back all happy again. Who I knows sure hope the... so because all the other chicks are heels, bro, except Bianca that's Belair. That's true. So. Everyone's got a heelish edge. They're gonna. They need somebody that a little happy go. Where everyone's been wanting Bailey to be the preeminent John Cena of the women's division since the NXT days. So um, that's what they said. Did she uh, tear her ACL or something? Is that yeah, what Bailey? She's been out for a while. Right. She'll be out for a little while more so the women's she'll she'll be a rumble there surprise entrant there are two white men's opinions on the women's division of wwe so take that for how you want it what it's worth uh roman reigns and brock lesnar was awesome i mean because i liked it look it wasn't like a five-star match or anything but these guys entertained to me like there's a it's a long rivalry now i mean there's history here you know um so I thought it was cool, man. And the thing that was the loudest that spoke volumes to me was Paul Heyman. Did you notice what he did during the match? Tell me. Nothing. He was silent. Yeah, right. And have you Hand ever seen him be like that before, bro? No, he's usually reacting. Hands over his face, face bombing. So he just yeah. sat there. like You were seeing F5s and he just sat there silently. To me, that was like... That was such a subtlety that was amazing, you know? It makes me think that they might have had, like, a long-term booking uh, strategy with this Roman and Brock thing. Or just with, um, I think, the plan from the get-go. And I know we don't hear WWE talking about long-term booking. But um, I'm going to be honest. Like, this has been one of the better storylines or short-term programs in wrestling this year has been this Brock and uh, Paul Heyman and Roman thing. Yeah. With Heyman in between. I, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, former advocate comes back. There's hints. Whose side is he on? But then when they get him in the ring, it really doesn't. There's not anything revealed or blatant. He played it right down the middle, bro. <laughs> yeah. Even into into and, the uh, throwing the belt in the ring. He just says, fuck it. Whoever wants the belt, take it. Or you know what to do with yeah. it. Like just, you just don't know where he stands, and you can do this again. Uh, this this can they can have two or three more matches now. Yeah. Um, until it plays out, and um, I I'm I've like I said I've never been a huge uh, big fan of Brock, but I I think babyface Brock is better than heel Brock. I I, I don't I like these. Uns- bro. I'm waiting for the double turn, dude. I'm waiting for the double I, turn I'm, when he gets screwed over by Brock and freaking. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I. What? Here's the. Here's kind of a weird thing about me in professional wrestling. I'm not a big fan of the unstoppable force. I'm. Are you a big that, fan of the immovable object, though? <laughs> See, I'm not a big fan of these guys that come in and are unbeatable, like Brock Lesnar. What about Oscar? Goldberg. Huh? What about Oscar? She was undefeated in NXT. You didn't like that, right? I loved it, but Dif- little different. She still had a, she's a little different because there's still a sense of there's a mysteriousness that she had, and you know, she didn't talk a lot, and you know, there, there's a you know a little different with that. But eventually, you're able to 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 shake that off. Was it Ember Moon her beater or whatever? It was Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um. Right, but I I just I like the vulnerabilities and the people having a little bit of a weakness that's exploitable 
Um, uh, you know the the, the you know the immovable force or whatever. Really, it's not a person; it's a storyline. Although it has to have a person for it to work. So I get what you're saying, but I mean yeah. the storyline can work. I think, um, but. I'd rather I like that short term and not long term like he was unbeaten for two years I mean this isn't the 70s where Bruno San Martino you know had the right. championship Holds belt the title for nine yeah. years so I mean it, it, it I like the short term you know a guy comes in and just runs rampant for a few months and stuff like that but I, I kind of agree with you there, there is such thing as too much and oh, so you must not like Roman Reigns right now right I mean <laughs> No, I love Roman Reigns right now, but he's winning by cheating. So, and he needs okay. his boys usually. That is very true. So, I, um, you go back to the Kevin Owens with the handcuffs. Like, um, the thing with with Rome and Roman is just so like the guy's at the top of his game oh, yeah. right now, and the guy's got a presence. The guy's so much better on the mic right now. He's, um, dude, he's just took him long enough, right? He, he well yes he as a baby face though it's tough you know he doesn't have that happy right. go lucky John Cena stuff he's he is a like darker more brooding type of dude you know and uh, that even from his baby face promos I already always got that vibe so yeah he he is definitely uh, found his he's role. always been better say less and oh, yeah. you know what like just drop the mic and spear somebody but um. He, uh, I guess they were saying he broke uh, merchandise records wow. for a heel with the company. He's like by far the top selling uh, merch guy right now with WWE. That so. couldn't have been Austin though back in the day. Well, I don't think technically he was a heel when he was selling three sixteen shirts yet, uh, anymore. Okay, well, and also it bro, was after the double. I turn. believe that <laughs> like. With the price of goods and stuff, I believe that WWE constantly breaks sales records. I, I could be wrong, yeah. but um, I believe that's the case. So that's awesome. Congrats to Roman Reigns. Yeah, and I, and I think you have, uh, you know, the WWE fanboys that just started WWE or die, they really hitched their wagon to Roman, and rightfully so. Um, Finally, as, I know, mean, like, dude, remember uh, when he was booed all the time? <laughs> Oh, they were, yeah. Like, go home heat. I'm not talking about the current booze that he gets, which is like, you're awesome, but. Right, uh, exactly. Roman Reigns. So, it was a good show, man. I mean, they actually put on a good show. Jeez. And you know what? This is probably the most we've talked about a WWE pay-per-view, maybe ever. I'm trying to think. Um, So, obviously. Yeah. Look, all of you guys listening. It's like, we just like good shit. <laughs> you play good stuff. Justin and I will sit here and talk about it because we love sure. the wrestlers. And if you give us something to get into, we get excited, dude. Shit. So good on WWE for ha- for the artistic side of that show. But it was also their most profitable show. So, of course, they wanted to go guns a-blazing. But they- they've made bad shows in the past there. So. I mean, I think you, we speak for you and me, but we kind of grew up with WWE, and we're always kind of, we'll always kind of support them, no matter what. Apparently. I love wrestlers, bro. Um, I love wrestlers. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care what company they work for. I love the wrestlers, bro. I love. Yeah. Gigi Dolan, and I I love freaking every wrestler, and um, it's not their fault all the time if they get into bad booking. It is people's dream to be get into WWE. So yeah, I mean, I want WWE to be good. I, I would I, love it, bro. We all do. I would love that. And um, and this was a great show, and hopefully they do more of that, so I can. But you, you know, know the WWE loop, though. Do you know that one? 
It's uh, see an excited, see something exciting, get right. really hopeful, be disappointed, and then that just loops and loops and yeah. loops. So that's like with me with a good number of my sports teams. So <laughs> oh, dude, I just I watched the Broncos that on Thursday. Talk about that, man! Jesus Christ! Like <laughs> if you know football, you know the Broncos are it, it ain't good, bro. They lost their quarterback. Uh, anyways, um, uh, anyways, let's you know. I, I'm thinking about the Broncos and the team is is a disgrace and watching them is a tragedy. But their season is not as bad as the season of um, of Kota Ibushi for the G1 because this guy um, just uh. had a terrible situation happen. In the main event, um, why don't you tell the, the the fans what you thought of this match? So I woke up to the news of that happening. I, I like you. I woke up to a DM from you. Like I, you know, actually often do. I wake up to some because I'm up. I'm DMs up in the middle you. of the night. Now I didn't tell you yeah, who got have, injured or anything. I just said it was. We injured. have opposite. We have opposite sleep schedules. You and I are, are just. You know, I'm a morning. Up at five, go to bed by ten thirty. Basically, when he gets up, I'm going to bed, dude. Exactly. So, I woke up to the you know injury in the final of the G one, and I'm like assuming the worst, and it happened, you know. But um, I'm at least. It looks like it was he just separated his shoulder. It was a dislocation, I believe. Which is dislocation. Good, good news. Because I saw them popping it they back were in. They trying to. And I guess the young boys were trying to like hide the hide him from the camera and stuff. Yeah, they kind of drew away. And Okada was checking in on him a few times. Yeah. I'm sure he was communicated with. But it was 25 minutes in. Um, it looked like they were probably heading towards the finish. I thought the match was awesome up until then. It was great. I mean, come on. These these are two of the greatest wrestlers. In the world, I think. Not even in just the New world. Japan. Um, you know, of course, Okada, uh, Ibushi didn't exactly seem like a brand new, sexy, new matchup that we're all, maybe we were hoping for, but you knew it was going to be good. And it's the G1 finals, dude. It, it is the, it is one of the most important matches for the company of the year. And yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame it was cut short. Um, and Ibushi, I mean, what a rough year he's oh, had. Geez. Oh yeah. You know, um. Well, and, and the company in general, we already know that. People call them snake-bitten, right? They started the right. G1 with a terrible injury, and they ended the G1 with a terrible, well, an injury. Um, that is just ridiculous, isn't it? Two guys that have held the to- the biggest belt in the company two of the this top calendar guys, year. Two of the top guys in the yeah. company. You know, on top of that, yeah. we had uh, the Osprey situation, and it's the COVID thing going on. Um, so rough man osprey got hurt yeah yeah rough situation but there is light ahead of the tunnel um hopefully abush is gonna be fine i've heard a lot of people say they don't think he's gonna be at wrestle kingdom this year so well that's that would be a pretty serious that would probably need mean separated shoulder is usually a six to eight week thing but um yeah so you're getting it six to eight weeks you're already in december you know what i mean man god it's, it's getting close, late huh? and you can't really set him up with an angle, and mm-hmm. he's probably better off coming back at Dash. So, now I got a quick question for you here, and I couldn't see it. Um, this is kind of a sidebar, but we have three Wrestle Kingdoms this year, right? First two in the yeah. Tokyo Dome, the third one's in the Yokohama Arena. Um, 
is yeah. there a New Year's dash still, or is is Probably. the third is the third um, Wrestle Kingdom a New Year's dash at Yokohama Arena? I would imagine that they would still have some kind of dash. Okay. I I mean I'm thinking maybe they were rebranding Dash as Wrestle Kingdom and they're going to do more angles and stuff since that at a, is at a smaller venue, but um, it just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go from a massive venue to a smaller venue for your big finale. But uh, I would imagine they're going to probably have similar sized crowds, right? I mean we'll see what happens by then. You know they could just turn it into a Dash like. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I, I'm I'm very uh, interested in that, and but I don't think Yokohama Arena holds as many people. Uh, oh, that is he pretty huge though, seventeen thousand, but as opposed to sixty thousand. Right. So right, but um, seventeen thousand, you know, it's like the size of your standard. It's like a uh, arena. basketball stadium, yeah. Basketball, hockey. hockey. Yep arena yeah. and that's actually really big for japan too like that their arenas yeah. are usually smaller so seventeen thousand means Ota, it's a massive arena in japan yeah i think i wonder what the one in osaka is they have a couple different arenas they have the, the big one uh, is Edeon osaka arena. joe and osaka joe which is down by the castle osaka joe is sixteen thousand. right that's like a nice like size of uh, probably on the little yeah I think Staples Center is like 18,000 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, 20. so Japan, these are major, major arenas where I feel yeah. like the more common arenas are the ones like the Edeon Arena, 8,000. You know, that's going to be for... Right, I think Ota G- uh, Gymnasium was like six or seven. Okay, and that's where they did New Year's Jazz la- Jazz Dash last year, is that right? No, I think the year, maybe, but I think the year before they did it for sure for the Liger retirement. Yeah, 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 the Liger retirement. That's where you were? You went to that one? I'm sorry. No, I did not go to, okay. I, I went to that arena, yeah, that's where I was, when I went to the G1, yeah. Okay. Oh, at the G the Really G1. cool, really cool little arena. It looks really cool, man. Wow. They really yeah. know how to use space in Japan, I'll tell you that, bro. Like, yes, They've got these efficient. awesome little arenas where there's, like, really not a lot of bad seats and stuff, so... Yeah, that was fun, man. Yeah. Okay. That, that. I want to do that again one so day. So I made a little list here, though. We're talking about Wrestle Kingdom. And, uh, you know, man, it's weird because you remember the doubled gold dash? I figure they're going to do something yeah. even crazier this year where it's like Shingo versus Osprey to find the first real champion first. And then they're going to have another match the second night. And probably the winners of those two matches will face each other. On the, something like that, right? That's that can a, I, 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 maybe you have it on your list, but I think number one with this three day wrestle, I think they're really counting on being able to get some foreign talent in there without a two week quarantine. Uh, I, that's not something you can book ahead with, though. You know, so no, I, I, I think they're unless, crossing their fingers and hoping they can get Kenny Omega or something like that. Um, where okay. Shibata? Is that something Shibata. that you had on your list? No. No, in terms my of, list is of the coming top, back? No, my list is of the top guys that could participate in, in the top uh, tournament for the, for like, you know, Wrestle Kingdom. But I, Can we talk about Shibata, man? Oh, yeah, we didn't, which I apologize. Where, that was, where was that on the card, by the way? I think it was like two before the main event. Okay. Or maybe. Because okay, I think I, I looked at... I looked at that card and I'm like, man, this is one where I could just watch the main event 
and be cool. And then I thought maybe they came out afterwards or whatever, but this is pretty shocking. It, um, of a return. I mean, the dude almost died from a, a brain embolism or whatever happened when he hit his head on that mat. And I mean, his was body was like stroking out as he was. I saw him at that G1. I walked right by him and he had his head all slanted. He looked like somebody that would never wrestle again. He looked like the way Tomohiro um, Hishii walks. Yeah, in a like I saw he looks good, but then his wow. head seemed kind of tilted, Shibata. Um, but it could just be, I I don't know what kind of he must have had something you, like you, uh well, edge or the something. Thing is, man, is I it, I will call it surprising, but I'm going to say I don't think it was as shocking to me because of Edge, because of Christian, because of what Daniel right. Bryan's been able to do after he had some injuries that were supposedly career-ending. I don't know what it is, the exact thing, right? I don't think you were either. Or I know exactly, but maybe it's just these guys are taking care of their bodies amazingly. And we had a little preview of this from Shibata a few years ago, which kind of showed, hey, they're going to let him do a few moves, right? Uh, when he attacked Kenta. Kenta. Yeah. Um, and he did some cool moves. Like he did the, the drop kick, which is kind of a bump. Like you're landing on your back, basically. Um yeah. So I was wondering if it was going to get here, and they had their little match with ZSJ. It was awesome, and he said he's going to be back, bro. Uh, very exciting. I mean, scary and that's exciting. Still <laughs> scary for him. I hope no he's, more headbutts. I mean, no more shoot headbutts ever again. But I will say that. That's one of the best matches I ever saw was him and Okada at Segura Genesis. What was it, 2016, 17? It was. Right when I was finding my way, my way back. Uh, I've seen it once, well, and I was, won't watch it again, but uh, it was... So good. It was... Just the energy God-like. of the energy of that crowd, how much they were behind Shibata. Those dudes were That's like one of my raining sweat all over the crowd, bro. Every slap would just send like a freaking bucket of sweat on the crowd <laughs> every and him just you know sitting down you know crisscross applesauce and challenging yeah uh okada come i mean just great so great, much great, great stuff, stuff. um and you know yeah. dude was just an incredible talent i i mean i remember him uh on having the uh never title and just these awesome violent matches and of course you know him in the g1 versus Ishii before that, like 2014. Just absolutely amazing wrestler. We, we don't need Everyone knows that. Like, if you're listening to this, you know him. Yeah. We love Shibata. And what he's been able to do, he, he never really quit. He's kept a legacy going, you know? He's he's trained these, these guys who are going to be stars eventually. And yeah. they are all turning him out to be really great talents. Um, Alex Coughlin wrestled in, uh, what was it? Um, Bloodsport in California down there. And he had an mm-hmm. awesome match, by the way, too. So, yeah, man, um, this is going to be amazing. And there's so many rivalries left unfinished. There's so many stories to be told. Shibata versus Fredericks, you know, stuff like that. I can't wait, bro. Um, and even if he wrestles as a attraction, I'll watch every fucking match. Yeah. So that was an, uh, was an amazing moment. And... You know, I was almost afterwards, I was saying, what made me, What? where am I with the finals? We had the injury and we had the Shibata comeback. 
and everything. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I was happy about the Shibata comeback, you know. Um, yeah. But knowing that the injury, I didn't know if the injury was a break, and that scared the shit out of me, so. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where somebody dies, but then a baby is born. <laughs> I know, dude. You know? But when, now, when you, okay, you already knew the injury happened, I forgot. Um, yeah, when I saw it, dude, I remember thinking, like, it looked weird, you know what I mean? It didn't look natural when he fell, like, when he hit. Hey, Kota Ibushi is known for taking some crazy-ass unprotected falls that aren't exactly from the, you know... Uh, you the garden know, variety bump, flat back bump yeah. kind of that you but, know uh, strategy, and we know him, and especially if you see him and Naito, they just love. Oh God! Oh yeah, falling on their necks. I, I will um, never forget watching live when he was literally suplexed directly onto the corner head, but uh, that was shocking. Yeah. That was actually shocking to watch. But um, or just the I just was it? Oh, that was uh, when Kenny Omega. In that G1 final, like, pile drove for real uh, Naito through the table right on his neck or whatever. But um, it, they stopped it fast. So that, that's what I was going to say, man. Red Shoes I, did not mess so around. I, I, uh, I wonder if his arm looked all contorted and stuff. But I was, I was watching it live, and I knew that something was up because it, uh, Red Shoes and Ibushi were like talking loudly to each other. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they whisper. Like I was hearing like, and then it was like, ding, ding, ding. I was like, oh, fuck. I think basically it was probably like Ibushi was probably telling him I popped it. I need someone. I need, I need someone to pop it back in and let me keep going. Oh. But I, I know when, when you dislocate your shoulder, you're, if you you you're trying you I heard it hurt your, your wrist yeah i didn't know that that's weird because well does um, the pain shoot there shoot down you, no i i don't know if it it be probably but i think it's also you're trying to you know you're oh, it's out of socket you're so like you're holding just picking it, up. it up with your wrist yeah you don't want to grab the shoulder so you're just <sighs> holding it Jesus into place with bro, your wrist terrible sound um and that's what they do is they, you know, they pop it back in um, and they were holding him down to do that. Even Okada was kind of had his hand on him when he, they were doing that because that's pretty painful. I could imagine, dude. But um, if I'm if I'm uh, him, I I'm going to take it easy, maybe go on a vacation somewhere <laughs> and go visit your your brother Kenny or something and. I was thinking, I, I wonder know, how quick but... Kenny texted him. <laughs> I don't know why I wondered that, yeah. but if I was Kenny, I'd be freaked out like, oh, Bushi, what happened? So, um, <laughs> oh, man, that that was a, just a rough situation. Aspirational pneumonia, uh, dislocations. Almost died. I mean, I don't think they play it up enough. Like, this dude had a, has a very, very serious uh, sickness, this aspiration pneumonia. Oh, yeah. Not a lot. Not everyone makes it back. Not everyone lives through it. And there's a lot of long-term uh, health risk with it. And not only did he do that, he gets to his fourth final um, and then injures himself in the so, final. At least they got 25 minutes of the match done. Who knows how much longer it was supposed to go. So say, say but, that um, you're Omega and you're talking to Ibushi. Do you have a talk with them about the Phoenix Splash at all? No, no, just, no. Just go as is. It, you think it was just a random, yeah. random thing? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. He's done it a million times and probably never hurt himself. So. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. It's like you know, do you ban a move because one person got hurt? No, it's just like it could have happened just as easily with a with a moon salt or a well, you know, I, a frog I've slash. Seen wrestlers, I guess. I don't I've know. seen wrestlers mess stuff up and change their habits. Kenta, he I remember he botched a single springboard uh, clothesline, just one, and he stopped doing it. He started climbing up the rope and doing it. So I right. Mean, well, yeah, there's that. It depends. You know, he might get up there and feel like he can't perform it again. He also worked for WWE, so he probably learned that anytime you mess something up, never do minutes. it again. So, uh, but um, Ibushi doesn't strike me as somebody that would just stop doing something. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll hopefully see. he he kind of calms down on the doing crazy flips from the top of the arena entrances and stuff like that. That I could go without with him at forty some thirty nine years old. Even though he looks like he's 19, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, which is funny because when he was 19, he actually like was tiny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But uh, now yeah. he's huge. But um, it was it was a G1 Finals, a historical one in the sense of what happened for the wrong reasons. And uh, yeah, Shibata's back, so I think we're happy about that, man. I have some. Yeah, and I, I will say, just like Okada being the G1 winner and being back at the top. It just feels right. That's what I said too, man. I mean, you know? all these people are like, "Oh, bro, I'm I don't Dude, he hasn't been champion for a while now and he's gone It's been a couple years. So this is a guy that can always be champion, dude. He always has good matches. He oh, he always looks like a champion. And, you know, um sometimes the guy who looks like the champion should be champion, bro. And the guy is still at the you know, 33 years old. He's very young still. And, you know, usually wrestlers hit their peak about 35. Yeah. He's not even there yet. We forget how much he's accomplished. Oh, and, God. you know, he just kind of reminds me of Tiger Woods, where Tiger Woods would, you know, decide to change his swing up to get a little more distance. But in order to get used to this new swing, he would get worse for a while. Mm. That, that's, so that, he's willing. that's a great analogy, whether it's real or whether it's in storyline. Yeah. That is a story that they've told. And he, I, Okada is an innovator, dude. He's always mixing stuff up. He really is, man. He always tries to tell a story and do something different. Always. Yeah. He, he's he, Whether it was when he was running around with the stupid balloons and dyeing his hair or pink. Or when he decided to do the uh, the submission money move clip. For, for a while. Yeah. That was a whole story and not use the... Uh, the actual Rainmaker, Rainmaker until really it was until he finally went against uh, what's name Will Osprey. So that you know yeah. he is he's a creative guy and he's just loves in reinventing you know the storylines about himself. Not like Jericho, but you know always changing his gear too. The guy changes his gear every fucking year, has new gear and stuff. So uh, like a whole new look. So I I, I love Okada. And uh, so we both do. We do. We give him our official uh, support for the championship. Yes. Okay. You have you hear it here, people. Wrestling and podcasts official. Uh, you know, how newspapers endorse politicians. Yeah. We endorse Okada. Right. Although we, we the problem is we like other guys too. So um, right. Look, we got um. I'm not gonna go th- in lieu of. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm not gonna go over all the cards here but i will tell you this between now and wrestle kingdom which is only in a few months god there is some very exciting stuff here dude we've got a power struggle did you see the card 
I didn't see the card, but I did see. Was there already some road two shows going on because they, they had, had something like at Corrigan night? Hall? I or see. And what's his name comes out with the uh, the old what beautiful looking title, right? Well, that's what they're gonna do. I didn't see if he came out with it. Did he? Did he actually come out with it? He did. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great. I I love the creativity here. Whether this is Okada or The Office, I don't know, but Okada wants to uh, use the old title, the old IWGP Heavyweight title, as a token for challenging um, for the the uh, champion. I'm I'm putting too much words. He, he's basically replacing the briefcase with it. Right. I think that's awesome. I like it. I think they should do that from uh, now on. That is the most beautiful title belt in uh, all of wrestling. Are you mesmerized by it? Mm Mm-hmm. You think it's more beautiful than the big gold belt from World Championship Wrestling? Yes. Do you think it's more beautiful than the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship? Yes. Okay. You what? You don't like Transformers? That's the most beautiful. Huh? You don't like Transformers? No. I, I don't like the old Divas title either. <laughs> oh, God. With the butterflies on it, right? Did it have butterflies? Yeah, that's what the new one reminds me of. I, I know what it's inspired by. I did the research, and it's grown on me a little bit. I don't think it's hideous, but I think the problem with that new IWGP title is it replaced a beautiful perfect title especially when it got Um, cleaned before madison square garden they like they cleaned it once and like it all of a sudden like all the jewels were shining with different colors i was like holy shit bro there's like rubies and emeralds (laughs) like what the fuck yeah and um the AEW title is gorgeous too yeah yeah, i like that one a lot that that is a good one a little better than the tbs women's championship that was okay um i'm a you know i like the winged eagle I like the the big eagle. Those you, are the other two. Do you two like, that I like the big but... gold belt? Because I think that's beautiful, bro. I th- no, it's no, it is, it is. I I always just uh, I think the problem with me is I I don't know. It's it is a beautiful belt. I didn't but, watch um, Ric Flair when I was young. I I grew appreciation for it for sure, but it I don't know. I found it a little. What a little do you think plain. about the blue winged eagle that Steve Austin has, and do you have one? I love that. That one's got a sentimental value have to one? me. I don't have one. I don't have any belts. I'm, I think I had a kid's one when I was in high school of that. But I, I just, I, I, I no, just called you out. Unboxing. Justin, I just called you out because you do have a little one that's that big. I have a mini one. I was looking over at it right <laughs> now. The unboxing that we did on YouTube um, with the blue mm-hmm, so uh, big eagle belt that Austin and I think Kane held for a day. Um was that, that I love which that I didn't even too. know That's existed, nice and I watched wrestling at that time, so that must have came right. quick. Um, very subtle, almost as good and as it wasn't the even in high belt. def days where you'd notice it. Yeah, exactly. spinner belt, no, <laughs> no thanks. Uh, I, I, the new one is okay with the W, it was just too branded, though. You know, like the I don't know. Well, at least we can agree. I, I didn't like the Go ahead. I, I didn't like the Eddie Guerrero era one at all. I think it's ugly. Ooh. Uh, the one harsh that, like, words from a gentleman. Um, not against Eddie Grow, one of the greatest ever. Or okay, JBL, that's what I thought you were deal. saying. But that title itself was very ugly. It didn't look like a world title to me. It looked like a like kind of a secondary title. You know what they use in and go ahead. Uh, I don't know the big gold to me. 
I just associate it too much with that NWA era of Hogan, I guess. Oh, like you said, yeah, and and NWO. Flair before that. So I think they kind of took that belt and ruined it for me when they were spray painting it and just like I I don't know, it's just feel like it was tainted. Dude, I think of, of course, I think of freaking Rey Mysterio Jr. The belt's bigger than him. You know what yeah, I mean? I just I don't know. I th- I just think maybe that the belt was. Uh, I like it, and I would take one, and it does look good, but um, I don't know. Maybe I just like others better. That's all. Uh, I feel you, man. I feel you. Well, I was going to say, uh, in All Japan for a while, and they might still do this. I haven't seen All Japan in a little bit, but uh, they had the Triple Crown, which was like legit three belts all like that combined into one, and they didn't get a new belt. They just made you carry around all three, and they're all like really old too, you know? So although there is some 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 kind of coolness to that so um sure belt talk that where that's our next podcast by the way that we are working on Justin and i belt talk where we're going to talk about nothing but i'm joking but i'm sure people actually do that bro oh we could do an episode where we just do the top 50 iconic or best looking championship belts or titles i forgot i forgot we can talk about whatever we want on our show so maybe we will do wrestling and belts and where we agree that almost every current wwe belt is really not that great looking i like the united states championship that's kind of cool um (laughs) you're like no i don't think i like any of the u.s titles except for the iwgp one but what do you think about the wwe's current belts because i really don't think Uh, any of them are good at all um, I don't mind the main titles, uh, the 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 universal and those. Are I okay. want a big gold plate, bro. Um, you gotta have a big gold plate, like, or it's not a belt to me. I'm sorry. I, I, it's I I don't like the new IC title at all. No, that I is liked terrible. it at first, but then me too. Same thing. The cruiserweight, dude. the purple cruiserweight belt was cool because it was different. Um, the NXT like titles one. have been pretty nice. I will say that the NXT titles are nice. The newer ones. I don't like the tag titles with the Spartan heads. I just don't get it. <laughs> the pennies. That's what Steve Austin called them. They were pennies, like pennies yeah, that were like I, pressed and nickels. I like a good uh, color leather though. I like the white leather. Uh, Love IC a white title. leather. Love white. I leather. liked when the Rock had the purple one. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I'm weird. I like colors. What do you I think like about colors. the um? What do you think about the North American title with the kind of a maroonish brown? That's that's actually pretty good. Like that one? I like that. One. I like the UK title is really Oh, the UK yeah. one's probably their best one, I think. Actually, now that you yeah, said that. Yeah, the NXT UK title is it's really It's got the lions probably and the stuff best one on it and the cool yeah, crest. So, love that. Yeah, that's coat of arms kind of feel to it. Um that's a beautiful title. That might be one of the better you're, you're ones, right. low key, yeah. in the world right now. That definitely is. Well, um, we're giving away too much of our wrestling belt episodes, so yeah, you guys better wait, wait until next time. So, but anyways, in between Wrestle Kingdom and now, we got power struggles. You haven't heard of the matches yet, so I'll tell you them, and you can give me your quick uh, takes. I did, Tama. I, I know one of them, but I'll let you. Uh, yeah, Yano versus Okan for the KOPW. Uh, yawn, I guess. <laughs> yawn. 
Wait, give me something. Because O'Conn had a nice little run. Yon O. Oh, no one's ever said that. Yon O. Yon O. Yon O. Ooh, that's that's great. <laughs> but I love Yado. I love Yado. So it's just that you've seen. I I, I, I want to see some new shenanigans from Yano. I don't want to see the tape. I don't want to see the handcuffs, the blindfolds. Give me something different. Well, Yano's like WWE. He does something exciting. You get excited, and then we already talked about it. So um, there's that. Uh, okay. Despy versus Eagles, IWGP uh, Junior Championship. Love it. That's going to be great. It's going to be a great match. We've seen it before. Yep. It's a good match with what they have. Yep. And I kind of miss, every time the G1 ends, I miss the juniors, dude. I'm like, I'm ready to see Well, the that's what I was again. just going to say. Um, they're nice and rested up. And mm-hmm. uh, we got the best of the Super Juniors coming up. Very excited about that, too. Very excited about that. Not so much of uh, the tag finals. But um, I will be watching BOSJ, absolutely. So, uh, Tana versus Kenta for the U.S. championship. Oh, that'll be good. That will be good. I agree. Um, Do you think Tana keeps the belt? Do you think Kenta gets it and comes to America with it? Someone's coming to America with it. Um, I would have loved to have been Tana. I know. I think Tana deserves to have an AEW main event. Um, let's give him that Suzuki type of run in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you got to want to do that, bro. You know, not all Japanese dudes love coming to work in America for... No, no, but the spotlight, yeah, but he's a main event at a, a nationally televised wrestling show. Um, I, 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 I would love to see Tana main event... Um, I think the world deserves it, and he deserves it. I think he deserves it. I think he needs to main event an episode of Dynamite 2 eventually. But um, that's kind of random, but I'm sure we'll see it eventually. So, uh, yeah, I would love to see Tana win. I I want Tana to win. I think Kenta might win, but it would not be surprising if Tanahashi kept the belt. You know, still I, I love Kenta too, and I think I thought I thought Kenta had Kenta had a really good G1. So. I did too, and I, you know, I never really have this, but I thought Kenta versus Ibushi was actually really great, and I seem no one yeah. agrees with me on this, bro. I have everyone is like was saying match. it was terrible yeah. that the the run-ins were terrible where they did the ten se- the twenty second, and I was excited during it, man. Or where he threw him backstage, it was different. It was almost like a WWE style match, mm-hmm. like a main event WWE match, the way they did it. Yeah, but. It's okay to have something a little bit different, different every, dude. you know. Yeah. That's the reason that's the argument I wake for Yano is it's just something a little different. Yeah. Um when you see the entire card in front of you, you know. And it was a good match. I liked it a lot. I will say and you some Yano stuff is inoffensive. It happens, it's done and you're like, "Okay, you know." Um Right. But uh, I thought Kenta Bushi was great, and it actually was very hard hitting as well. And the the you know it was I said it was wrestled perfectly in the sense that all their counters were extremely smooth. Everything was looked great. So um, yeah. Uh, next, the one you were bringing up, you got uh, Tama Tonga yeah. and Okada, right? Tama had an outstanding G one. I agree, and I in fact him and his brother both worked their asses off. Yes. Um, they proved their spot in the company, which not a lot of people doubted, but, I mean, they're tag team guys. But for these guys to step up and say, well, no, we're going to be in the G1 again, you know, great job, guys. 
Tama is a very underrated promo too. <laughs> I listen to his podcast, so I I don't think he's underrated. I, I, I haven't listened to his promo for uh, his podcast for a little bit because he started. I only having, listen like, to his it sometimes on. when he has certain topics. Yeah. He he is he yeah he's great man I love you Tama. should be his patron and get on the show and then plug us okay how much does it cost forty bucks a month to be oh, on I his show know. I don't think I would spend forty bucks a month to do that <laughs> love Tama and I, I his his guest host kind of grow on me too Ross Berman's pretty Ross, cool too so. well it's okay I spend more than that hosting our podcast so no I'm just kidding I right. I don't spend that much hosting our podcast is very I spent forty five dollars on the microphone. I spent like a 70 or 80 on mine. I'm pretty sure you did. But yeah. I only, I'm not going to get into it, but I do not spend much hosting yeah. our podcast. I got a cheap rate. Uh, if it was that <laughs> much, I'd be asking you to split it with me. Okay, Shing, <laughs> Shingo versus Z, ZSJ, dude. Fuck yeah. Another match from Shingo wow. versus ZSJ. It's going to be the main event. This is one of those matches where ZSJ's walking away with the title. <laughs> Let's go. This is one of those matches you know probably who's going to win, but you know it's going to be an awesome match. And Shingo is going to uh, actually get his win back, right? Yeah, Shingo will get his win back, and they're going to build him up something fierce before uh, for Kingdom, I guess. I don't see him dropping no. the title, do you? No, no, because that no, there's no place to. Because after this, no. you have the uh, the dual tag and junior championships. So right, so they'll right. Yeah, uh, this is it. I think these guys will kick ass, man. I th- so this whole show looks. I think it looks great. It looks better to me than the G one finals, which had one good match on the actual card. So it's cool to have yeah. a stacked card. And I talked to you about this on Twitter. They're doing this, bro, because they are loosening restrictions. They can have all these cards shows now on the card. I really enjoyed the abbreviated G1 cards this year and last year. Oh, those where are, he had one match, and he went right into the G1. I We don't have all these 26-man tags. Five tags uh, and then five matches. Yeah. You know what I used Which to love? Which are fun if you're in person and you get to see all these people. But um, they definitely, if you're, you know, you, you're pressed for time or you got to get it in. I hate fast forwarding matches. I really, really hate doing that. But sometimes you have to. Yeah, sometimes you have to. I, you know. But what they do during a, I'm sorry to interrupt no, again, okay. but usually during a, a real G1, um, you get the previews of the next night in a tag. And you, there's some, if you, you really, if you really want to get the full effect of the storytelling, in New Japan, because as we know, it all takes place uh, in, in the ring. ring. Yeah, um, you got to watch the tag match from the night before to get the full, um, you know, background and everything. Because we know, of course, they're not going to replay it during the show. They don't. They barely use replays unless it's a actual G one final. Yeah, yeah. They um, only use just the promos how, for the big matches like that. It's just funny how archaically simple their production <laughs> is. And if it says replay, it's like the 80s replay. <laughs> it does, replay. dude. And they've been doing, like, the same one for a while. And, like, you know what's funny? On some of those shows, the replays are for, like, moves that aren't as cool. You're like, wait, why did they replay <laughs> that and not the uh, whatever? I find it charming in a way. It it's just so cute that they still use that, like, <laughs> that they have it. And, they've got video toaster you know. fucking running the replay button. Exactly. So um, I, I agree with you. I was going to yeah. say I, I liked the uh, Best of the Super Juniors when they had 10 matches in one night. Like, they would just do, like, a whole night of 
block matches. That was kind of fun at one point. And they haven't announced the the participants for either yet, right? Not yet. When is Power Struggle? The 24th? Mm, I don't know. No, that would be too quick. I That's today. <laughs> no, I think it's G uh, the beginning of... I, I remember November? thinking it's not that far away. Uh, Power Struggle in JPW. Um, yeah. I'm being sent to some weird site. Schedule. Okay, schedule. Power Struggle. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's November 6th. Yeah. Okay, so a couple weeks. And then they probably are going to start the best of the Super Juniors everything next week, right? Sorry, November 6th is not far at all, bro. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Best of the Super Juniors and all that stuff starts November 13th. Um, but there's something else I want to mention, too. So, yeah. th so we have Best of the Super Juniors. We got Power Struggle. But you got Battle in the Valley as well over here in America in San Jose on the 13th. Um, so... Yeah, on the 13th also. And while not a lot of matches have been announced, this show looks really stacked, man. Um, John Moxley. They they have announced Ishii versus Jay White there. Okay. So, cool. Um, That'll work. But you got, you got uh, Juice Robinson. Uh, on the picture, at least, it looks like Finn Juice, Moxley. Of course, you're going to have the LA Dojo. You're going to have TJP, who is part of the... United Empire. And yep. you're going to have... Um, that fits. Very fitting. Yep. Ren Narita and, of course, the champion of this group of guys, who is Tom Lawler. So, I think that's going to be a really cool show, too, man. Yeah, I think we might see the strong title in Japan for one of those three nights in the Wrestle Kingdom. At least we should. That'd be sick. That would be really yeah. sick, man. Not sure if they want to uh, compete with that in America, though, bro. But things will change once restrictions, because the only reason the strong title exists is because of COVID, anyways. Yeah, but I, I think they'll at some point you got to put that thing in Japan for a little bit. I think so. Just how the U.S. title uh, kind of goes back and forth and stuff. So, yeah, they got three nights. They got to fill it. with they something. They got to fill it with something, bro. Because there's in no my reason opinion, why every there should not be multi-man tags in Wrestle Kingdoms unless they are really feature type of matches. It, it, yeah, it, and you usually don't have this faction versus faction kind of bad blood um, unless you have something. This would be very, uh, very un-New Japan like to have a, you know, House of Torture versus someone else on the Bullet Club because of some fraction uh faction uh civil war kind of thing like they well, had with the firing yeah, squad it's not that crazy because they've done it before you know they have but yeah but they never did they ever have the firing squad thing turn out to be like a eight-man no, tag blow up match into a no fucking, that, uh five yeah, stages of they, hell match no they never turn those things into angles in terms of leading to a match it's always just like a blow up and then or one just, person turns yeah. on the faction and then he right so. right no, I, I would love to see a, 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 a multi-man tag feud. That would be fun, man. Kind of like they do in AEW with the, with the different factions. So that would be cool, but I don't have my hopes too high for that. Um, I just, look, if you, can't, if you can't do two, like, if you have to do three nights and you have to pad it out with multi-man, that's going to be hard. But I know they're doing it because they want to make money and they want to make a lot of gate. So I don't, I, I, 
I just hope these are awesome shows. They have the talent, bro. And I hope they do what you said. I hope they put some people in there, make them sit two weeks. But I know there's a lot of wrestlers who won't sit for two weeks, you know? Well, especially in December when they, you know, they're going to have to. Through Christmas. Basically, the way I see it, Kevin Kelly is probably leaving right after Thanksgiving to go back over there. That Um, dude is crazy. So that's, you know, the holidays without away from the family. Um, but as you see, this company uh, is rewarding loyalty. Guys like Chase Owens uh, and Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, they got rewarded with some pretty uh, big wins in the G1. It's tr- it's um, true. I feel like, and I feel like New Japan is that type of company. They've been that way to a fault sometimes for not pushing guys from other companies and stuff, but. You're right. They they are hooking up these people that are working their ass off to stay there, just like I'm sure and, they'll hook Gabriel Kidd up as well. And I don't know when they're going to have another Gaijin champion. It's probably going to be a while for that. Um, probably be Will you know, Ospreay. Yeah. And, Again, yeah. But that that even then, they Will Ospreay got hurt and left um, for a while. And I think um, that that's probably more of a bad luck situation. But, you know, Kenny, um, you know, Kenny worked there very hard for a few years, had those great matches, was a huge name. The guy spoke fluent Japanese. Uh, They give him the title, and then six months later, he goes to AEW. So um, I think I'm not saying that he shouldn't have, or I'm not like the, you know, saying he betrayed them or anything, but I'm thinking that they um, are going to think second. uh, They're going to think before they do that again. Yeah. Eh, that's a tough situation, huh? But yeah. I think Will Ospreay, it is contractual stuff too, you know what I mean? Kenny didn't just leave, you know, you know, his contract ended and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, they have well, Will right. Ospreay tied up for a while, I believe. So, And I knew eventually the that they were going to have some type of affiliation with AEW. And it seems like that's only going to get stronger. And I think you will have some type of AEW presence Yeah, at, you're going to have some kind of like, whether it's Moxley or it would be awesome to have the AEW title defended at Tokyo Dome as well. That, I, I would imagine Tony Khan would be uh, the, I don't know if, the market. I don't him know would love I that. Would want to do, I, I know it sounds weird, but I feel like if you're Tony Khan and you think your belt is bigger than the IDWGP belt, you don't want it. At Tokyo Dome, if it's not the main event type of situation, that's just me. But you got three nights. There's no reason why that can't be the third. You yeah. know, one of those nights main events, the well, AEW you, title. The other thing is though, you also want to make sure all your fan base in America has easy access to it, and that you're getting money from it too. So that's a weird situation. Um, I could see them you know doing what, a though? TNT They're... title. Here's the thing. I mean, you have uh, a lot of AEW shows. But they had the uh, Suzuki mm-hmm. matches on New Japan. They are World. working together, which is really cool that so, TNT is working with. Uh, do you really see them having three IWGP heavyweight titles? No, I matches think they, in those nights. Yes, actually, I think the first all three. No, oh, no, I think the first. I think two. I think the first night is going to be Will Ospreay versus Shingo. I think the second night is going to be two other people versus each other. Then I think the third night is going to be Shingo versus Osprey winner versus the other winner. That's what I think they're going to do. Well, or, or Okada. Shingo Okada. Night three. Night three could be uh, could be Osprey versus Okada if Osprey beats Shingo. 
because Shingo right. and Osprey still have a claim. So, and then it'll be right. Okada but versus why, who else? It could be a Why not on that? Why not on that uh, that night that there isn't a title match? Uh, have the AEW title main event because the winner of Okada versus who else is a bigger deal, I think. And I just don't know if Tony Khan wants his title playing second fiddle to a tournament match. But uh, that would be my opinion as the Booker. I would totally be okay I with get the you. TNT title. But um, look, I could ROH also has done see... it though. Ring of Honor did it before in the Tokyo Dome, I believe. I, I could also see someone like Tony Khan just loving the fact that one, his title for his company was defended at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. But I think that he'd want to throw his own show at the Tokyo Dome, to be honest. Yeah, but I also think that, you know, I don't think it's going to be taken off. Uh, you know, let's say Kenny has it. We can have Kenny Ibushi for the AEW title. Now you're, now you're talking crazy talk, sir. Why not? That's too good to be true. If it's too good to be okay. true, it probably is. Don't you remember that classic saying? <laughs> but if, hey, man, if that... with the stuff we've seen this year in pro wrestling, let's not let's not discount that one. Yeah, I saw no. Minoru Suzuki literally freaking go on YouTube against Brian Danielson the other night. We had yeah, we had Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. We had CM Punk come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been the year. Adam Cole. I know it's going into next year, but Christian, ne- never's never just can't be said. So <laughs> you know, and I I actually I agree with you. And l- let's take this time to actually segue because we, we're talking about AEW. Just a f- one more thing actually to talk about because we're we're we've done good on time so far. Um. AEW, we have barely talked about them at all because we talked about them last lot last time. So yeah. I wanted to save it for last. Neither of us watched Dynamite. All we know is that Cody Rhodes won, right? Yeah, pretty much. I, I this is a Saturday. Haven't Dynamite. caught a lot of Dynamite lately. I know we said last week it was just the Kings in town. We were at a Halloween party last night. They're Saturday um, shows though, bro. I mean, they don't they, and that's kind of I respect Tony Khan for that. He doesn't do anything super crazy on Saturday because he's not going to get the huge rating no matter what he does, bro. Right, and he knows that the network isn't going to hold him too accountable if he's running. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-taped saturday shows he knows he's being preempted for what is it uh well it was mlb i think it was major league baseball now they're in the world series just on fox so that's when they're going to get wednesdays back but i also know he is occasionally getting preempted now by nba and nhl and they will be moving to tbs soon so that will change that um so it's a saturday dynamite we didn't watch it but there was required viewing on Friday. Did you watch Pac versus Andrade? No. Oh, I got to watch that. There, there that you got to watch. Oh, my gosh, man. You know, I, I, okay. It's hard to exaggerate this one because it was really that good, dude. They uh, took it up to a whole different level from their match before. I mean, seriously, uh, Andrade is pulling out all the stops with the crazy lucha moves. This, is he still in the dress pants? He's still in the dress pants. That's never going to change, dude. He's always going to be wearing the freaking <laughs> tax CPA pants of the but uh the dockers. The, yeah. But I'll tell you, man, Andrade bumped all over the place in this match. Yeah. And I mean, that one of the spots is he goes, have you seen where he 
jumps to the outside of the ring and then DDTs them onto the ring apron. It's very acrobatic. He jumps over the top rope and DDTs them onto the ring apron. Yes, I've seen that. I've I also love when he uh, lands on his feet with the moon salt, mm-hmm. and then the guy moves and he does another one right from there. So in this match, he he I don't think he did that, but he did do the the awesome twisting plancha he does, which just he looks great with. You know where yeah. he, I mean, it looked even better this match. But the, I think one of the spots of the match was he goes for the jumping DDT. Pac pulls out of the way, and he just makes this gnarly sell. Just lands on his ass, you know, falls on his head off the off the mat, and uh, just the selling from Andrade was incredible. Pac ended up actually winning the match, and uh, did that even them out? Who won the they first did, one? I it forgot. did. It did. It even him out, and. Weirdly enough, fucking Malachi Black came in and attacked uh, Pac, I think. So it looks like Malachi Black and Andrade might be forming something. Mm. So there you go. I really recommend you catch that one match, dude. It is, oh, man, like a lot of people are even saying it could be as good as Omega versus uh, Danielson. And... It's an exaggeration almost to say it, but man, it was that good, bro. It was just these guys, for some random reason, these two random guys have like the craziest chemistry. You know what I mean? So, well, they have very complimentary uh, styles. That that oh, I just remembered, dude. That Pac did a freaking brainbuster from the top rope on like a brainbuster, not a suplex, jumping off the top rope into the ring. Yeah, so uh, they're both they're both like finesse wrestlers, but then Pac has that power element. True, totally, man. I mean, Pac kind of like reminds you a little bit of like uh, Dynamite Kid, and that was actually brought up during the match. So yeah, there you go. He totally does, man. He's got the high flying and and that power. So. The- and I guess if we're going to talk about one last thing, mm-hmm. I did catch the XPW. Oh, jeez, uh, I didn't watch that one. Now, uh, this is all you, so explain to the listeners, should they watch it? Was it good? Was it was it accurate? They, it was... Um, keep well, going, I'll I mean, be back. I don't... It wasn't really about the accuracy of it. Um, it did focus more on Rob Black and just his life and times of running the company and just the fact that you had this uh, porn mogul who was running a wrestling company, that was the focus of it. So it was really less on the um, the actual timeline of the company and the big matches and the champions of the company, and it was more focused on just Rob Black himself and all the crazy things he did. Mm, well, I mean, if it... If it bleeds, it leads. So they they just they well, kind of wanted to show all the dark stuff of it. It is dark side of the ring. Yeah, right? and you can tell, like I from what I my research, um, they didn't get a lot of people for it because they were filming this one in the heart of the pandemic. Mm. Who so were they, they interviewing? Got like a handful. They had uh, they had the Messiah, who Seth Rollins, was the champ, and no, <laughs> this was the Messiah who Rob Black had. Well, allegedly, someone broke into his house and they cut off his thumb, like for real. A what? Okay, see, you gotta. <laughs> Do watch I just this gotta watch it? 
Um, which we can talk about it. Rob Black's girlfriend was Lizzie Borden, who was a porn star, oh, and the, one of the the champion at the time was the Messiah, was one of the champions, and I guess they had an affair. And Rob Black allegedly had these dudes sent over to the Messiah's house, and they cut his finger off. What the fuck? You got to watch this, this one. This was in SoCal this, too. Yeah, this was XPW. This Rob Black guy. Um. You know, he was the mogul behind this. He he started with having an affiliation with ECW, um, where he would basically hook up Heyman with the porn stars they were using. Oh, they were using boy. like Jasmine St. Clair. He was the porn consultant. And I guess um, you'd have to watch it, but at some point when Heyman kind of didn't need him anymore, he got pissed off and started XPW. I wish I was a porn consultant, but he started XPW, okay. And... Um, yeah, so it's just nutty. It's pretty ridiculous. Even on reflection. Now, is it is yeah, it like, nutty or is it actually like traumatic and terrible type of shit or is it just like ridiculous? Because well, because you know some of the stories are like super fucked up, but this one sounds fucked up and like just ridiculous and Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It sounds like a Tarantino um, like movie. Like guys would go guys would be going into the XPW offices to do some training and they would walk by porn being shot. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and um He's like, I do yeah, all sorts the, of entertainment here, buddy. We got yeah. we got snuff films, we got porn, we got yes. mukbangs. And that's the thing, is he he did all types of just absolutely just snuff and just really like off like I wonder if he thought of wrestling really as just another shit. way to make money on video or whatever. Just or was he really um, a huge fan? He was, but like they all said that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. And you know, New Jack was in it because New Jack was involved. Sabu. New Jack was in it because um, New Jack was in it. I mean, it's New Jack. Yeah. Well, there was one match at the sports arena, LA Sports Arena, where he threw Mick, Vic Grimes off the scaffold and he almost died. Like that's something you, I, I'm. That's kind of. <laughs> one of XPW's like main like most famous spots is, that ever is the happened. LA Sports Arena still around? No, it's uh, blown up, and they it well it was it was right next to the Coliseum. Now they built a um, soccer stadium in its place. Have you been there? Where the LA Football Club plays? Uh, no, I've been I've been by it, mm-hmm. but it's nice little stadium. No, but have you been to the LA Sports Arena? Oh yeah, I've been I've been to the Sports okay. Arena. Yeah, yeah. For I went to a, my first wrestling show was there, and then. Um, I've been to some like Clipper games, USCU basketball when they played there. Okay, so um, old school arena, but yeah, that yeah. that's crazy, man. So this sounds pretty interesting. I think I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna say um, I will check it out, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. And yeah, so we'll, we'll deep dive, and then maybe one of these days, I'll we can you can watch one of the shows. Uh, they're on YouTube too, but um, basically, towards the end of it, he goes to jail because he basically tells John Ashcroft, who was the attorney general oh, yeah, at the time. Him. Like, uh, you know what? Come get me. What? And he ended up, he ended up getting busted for mailing uh, pornography through the U.S. Postal Service, which you're not allowed to do. Oh. And he went to jail for really? like a year and a half or you something. You can't mail know? normal porn? How he do you get a prescription told, to Hustler? I Whatever. Uh, but the video. I don't know if that's still the law, but it was an obscenity thing. And he basically told the United States government... Come bust me. He was the next. Uh, who's the guy that ran Hustler? I forgot. Uh, uh, Larry Flint. He's the next Larry Flint, dude. He he fancied himself as Larry Flint or Hugh Hefner. 
Um, but, it sounds uh, like a fucking Z-list Hugh Hefner. It probably had it's money. It's a crazy, crazy. He did for a while. Is Rob um, Black still he alive? Was all over the place. Yes. Does he live near uh, you? They, they, he's trying to revitalize XPW. Um, and uh, I think he, I want to say that he lives in New York somewhere because he's from originally from New York. As you can see with his strong accents, he has a very strong New York oh, accent. I, I see. Um, you know, did they make he, tapes back uh, in the day or, or DVDs? Oh yeah, tapes. Uh, absolutely. You think you could go to Amoeba Music and find some? Probably. Cool. They're not that hard to find. XPW DVDs are. They actually, they might have been the first wrestling company that started putting out DVDs. Wow, that's pretty good. It's actually probably probably some um mm. true because you know of course he porn. was already doing it with his porn. porn. Remember, yeah. they always say porn leads uh, the new media types. So I want to say they were probably on DVD more consistently at first than. WWE Maybe they was. sold the double-sided DVDs where one side was porn and one side was wrestling. You know, yeah, what I mean? probably you so. can get like a little like double feature. Yeah, um, incredible. But uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, I went to, going to a lot of those shows, but uh, man, um, they didn't really talk a lot about like the wrestlers. It was just really a, 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 the Rob Black story about him running that and how bizarre it was. But that's obviously worthy of. Uh, it was a very unique situation. It is so. worthy of a dark side of the ring. So, yeah, and I think he does like a Rob Black is like a very outspoken, like kind of conservative. That makes it uh, even better, you know. Now, and I think you know, uh, which is weird because I might have I might have um, done a bunch of wrestling back in the way, but that don't mean I gotta get a fucking COVID shot. Yeah. You think he has ever said that? Uh, I don't know, man. Some of the stuff that took place in that, I think you just have to get some kind of vaccine just seeing some of the <laughs> uh, videos that he used to put out, man. You need some kind of shot when you're I'm done. I'm sure Rob Black knows all about transmittable diseases. So uh, that sounds pretty cool, man. I'm excited to check that out. Well, we've had a little good run here tonight. Our run tonight was better than Naito's in the G1, although we yeah. do miss him. Um, he'll be back. He'll be back soon, and he'll find a spot on that Wrestle Kingdom card. And where can you find us at? Wait, we already announced it. So if you're here and you don't know where to find us, dude, circle, circle back. back. So listen again. Give us a pat our stats. Thanks to our fans again, Justin. You want to tell our fans anything? Uh, keep listening. There you go. Check out the Etsy store. Check out his store. And I. Th- and I'll probably be making some appearances on some podcasts this week. We'll and see. we'll post those uh, on our social media so you can go watch your favorite in-ring artist go on a different show. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And we will see you guys later.